Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. The Kavanaugh hearing set for Thursday really begs the question, do we really need to know all this stuff? I did not have sexual intercourse or anything close to sexual intercourse in high school or for many years thereafter. But the political stakes are, of course, high. It's a con game they're playing. They're con. They're really con artists. And the Senate Judiciary Committee has handed over the questioning for the hearing to an expert. They turn to the chief of the sex crimes division in Maricopa County, Arizona. And so she has been hired on to the staff and she will conduct the questioning of both Ford and Kavanaugh. It's probably good for the Republicans that they aren't seen on national television uh, sort of forensically beating up on uh, the female accuser since all 11 GOP senators on the Judiciary Committee are male. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 in 716. Of course, the Senate hurtling toward Thursday's hearing for Supreme Court nominee Judge Brett Kavanaugh and a woman who accused him of sexual assault. Terry Moran is outside the Supreme Court with all of the details. With his Supreme Court nominee battling multiple allegations of sexual misconduct, President Trump lashed out, saying it was all just dirty politics. I mean, I, I think it's horrible what the Democrats have done. It's a con game they're playing. They're con. They're really con artists. And he went after one woman personally, Deborah Ramirez, who told the New Yorker Kavanaugh exposed himself in front of her face at a dorm party in college. Well, I look at the second accuser. The second accuser has nothing. The second accuser doesn't even know. She thinks maybe it could have been him, maybe not. She admits that she was drunk. She admits time lapses. There were time lapses. Ramirez has acknowledged she was drunk at that 1983 party and she has gaps in her memory. But now she says she's certain it was Kavanaugh who did it. She and Christine Blasey Ford, who says Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her in high school, together seem to paint a picture of a young man who had frequent bouts of drunkenness and could, when drunk, sexually abuse women. In his Fox News interview, an emotional Kavanaugh said that couldn't be further from the truth. When I was in high school, uh, and I went to an all-boys Catholic high school, a Jesuit high school, where I was focused on academics and athletics, going to church every Sunday at Little Flower, uh, working on my service projects and friendship. Kavanaugh's wife, Ashley, vouched for his character. He's decent. He's kind. He's good. I know his heart. This is not consistent with, with Brad. And Kavanaugh even announced in those high school and college years he was still a virgin. I've never sexually assaulted anyone. I did not have sexual intercourse or anything close to sexual intercourse in high school or for many years thereafter. Through all these years that are in question, you were a virgin. That's correct. But now, some who knew him back then are disputing his claims. A classmate from Yale, Steve Kantrowitz, taking to Twitter. Perhaps Brett Kavanaugh was a virgin for many years after high school, but he claimed otherwise in a conversation with me during our freshman year in Lawrence Hall at Yale in the living room of my suite. 
And Kavanaugh's freshman roommate at Yale, James Roach, tells ABC affiliate KGO that, based on my time with Brett, I believe that he and his social circle were capable of the actions that Debbie described. He described Kavanaugh as a heavy drinker who became belligerent and incoherently drunk. And Kavanaugh's high school yearbook page is filled with typically teen inside jokes that suggest a less straight-laced life than he's claimed, including Keg City Club, Treasurer, 100 Kegs or Bust, Beach Week, Ralph Club. It sort of gradually started going this way because we were asking questions early on. Look, uh, you know, this happened with Anita Hill. Trish Turner covering it all on Capitol Hill and reporting on the decision by the senators to hand over the questioning to a seasoned prosecutor. Every member of the Judiciary Committee um, were men. There was a lot of criticism about the way Anita Hill was treated. Um, some, uh, you know, what many people called, you know, insensitive comments were made to her. And the members started saying, you know, we get it. Now, all, now you know, flash forward to 2018, uh, the entire uh, Republican panel on the Judiciary Committee, they're all men still. Um, and they, but, they're, but they're a lot more savvy, it seems. They get it. They know the optics aren't good. Um, they began to talk about needing um, some sort of a woman uh, attorney added to the committee. Um, and so they turned to the chief of the sex crimes division in Maricopa County, Arizona. And so she has been hired on to the staff, and she will conduct the questioning of both Ford and Kavanaugh for the Republican members. Now, if senators have a question, can they ask one, or is it all up to her? <laughs> so these are this is an unruly bunch, you can imagine. And, uh, and they, uh, it's a bunch of mostly attorneys. I think only one um, Republican senator is not an attorney. And so they, they really, uh, Lindsey Graham, for instance, has told me, look, I'm happy to have my questions be asked by this prosecutor, but if I feel like something's being missed, I- I'm going to jump in and throw a question, um, you know, to Ford or to Kavanaugh. So we can, so far, the, you know, Chairman Grassley has kind of said, you know, I, I know, I realize it's hard to, you know, run the trains on time here, keep everybody in line, but You know, they they don't really want members jumping in, but uh, certainly the expectation is that they will. And just to be clear, uh, Rachel Mitchell is going to question both uh, the accuser and Kavanaugh himself. Is that right? That's the expectation at this time. So she would be um, definitely with Ford. And um, and they realized Republicans sort of realized that, uh, you know, the optics would, again, be bad if, Suddenly, the, you know, Rachel Mitchell sits down and Republicans start asking questions of Kavanaugh. Um, So they, you know, that perhaps members will jump in a little more with Kavanaugh. That's the expectation right now. But Chairman Grassley is telling us, his staff is telling us that Rachel Mitchell is supposed to be asking questions of Kavanaugh as well. All right. And we're just seeing this morning, just in the last few minutes, that Deborah Ramirez's attorney is telling the Today Show that she's willing to testify publicly before Congress. Could this change anything tomorrow? I don't think so. Uh, Certainly, um, uh, Chairman Grassley's uh, staff is not entirely closing the door on that. But uh, when John Clune, the attorney you're talking about for Deborah Ramirez, the second accuser against Kavanaugh, um, so when he was he appeared on uh, Good Morning America, he told George um, that last night um, at seven o'clock there was a scheduled call with both Republican and Democratic investigators on the Judiciary Committee, and while Democrats showed up, Republicans did not. 
to hear from the Ramirez team. So that's certainly not a good sign. Um, you know, the, Clune, the uh, Ramirez team is trying to connect. We'll see if that happens today. But, you know, the, the committee is saying, Republicans are saying, look, we've asked them for a full statement of facts and any evidence, and we want that delivered to us. So I don't know if it's that they're trying to play hardball or, you know, slow walk this to Thursday, um, but I think it's highly unlikely that she would be brought in. Well, of course, the stakes are greatest for Judge Kavanaugh. He's looking at a lifetime appointment, maybe decades on the U.S. Supreme Court that was within his grasp just days ago. And That's Royal Oaks, ABC's legal analyst. And now if you had to go to Vegas and put some money down you, you might be skeptical as to his chances. The razor-thin march and the Republicans have in the Senate means uh, they lose two people, and that's it. And there are some male senators who are leaving the Senate who absolutely have no fondness for Donald Trump. This is on the GOP side. There are some female senators who are going to feel incredible pressure uh, not to be known as the people who said that uh, Dr. Ford and the other accusers were lying or exaggerating. Uh, so it's it's a very intense situation. It's very emotional, which is not common in Washington, D.C. It's a real high-wire act. Uh, yeah, the stakes are very high. What do you make of the decision to bring in Rachel Mitchell, that prosecutor who uh, has done extensive work with a special victims division in to uh, conduct this hearing? Well, the Democrats, of course, say it's dirty pool. Uh, you know, let the uh, let the... Uh, GOP senators uh, do their own dirty work uh, is their attitude. The Republicans may have pulled off a very brilliant stroke there because uh, what this means is that they've chosen a lawyer who is a woman who is, as you say, involved in prosecuting sex crimes, has worked on cold cases. She seems like the perfect person. Uh, And, of course, to the extent she can uh, undermine the accuser's story of ferret out inconsistencies and holes. But, of course, she can't look like uh, some sort of a... uh, a hometown person for the GOP. She's going to be questioning Judge Kavanaugh as well, so she's got to come across as even-handed. But it's probably good for the Republicans that they aren't seen on national television uh, sort of forensically beating up on uh, the female accuser since all 11 GOP senators on the Judiciary Committee are male. Right, and many of them are attorneys. And because of that, could they also jump in with a question here and there? Absolutely. Uh, they they can, they will. Uh, who knows if, if some of them will, uh, will say things that they'll later regret. But I think the strategy going in is let the lawyer do the work. And as you say, yeah, a lot of them are, are former practicing attorneys. Uh, they probably were very good at it, but they don't make their living at it now. Uh, and so I think it's smart to bring in somebody uh, who, of all the, the candidates across the nation, uh, has been tapped as somebody who can uh, achieve the GOP objectives. How in-depth are you expecting this questioning to go, and do you expect this to maybe be a hearing that lasts more than just Thursday? It could well. I think the Republicans uh, want it to be limited to Thursday. Uh, They have said that they're going to have a vote on Friday. Of course, timing is such a critical issue because of things spill over past the early November midterms. Then you have a situation where the Democrats and the red states don't feel the pressure to vote for the judge. If by chance things go off the rails and they get kicked into January, that creates the possibility that the Democrats will have taken control of the Senate and the new Senate body would then make the vote, in which case it's possible the Democrats will uh, take over the Senate. And in that event, uh, you you can bet that uh, nobody is going to be approved who is anywhere near Kavanaugh is on the 
sort of judicial ideological spectrum. All right, and this is not in a courtroom tomorrow, but will Ford and Kavanaugh be under oath? Yes, uh, they do take uh, an oath, sworn testimony before the Senate. Uh, the circumstances are so unusual, they're actually moving to a smaller room. The, the, uh, the Professor Ford has insisted that the judge not be in the room at the same time that she's uh, being questioned, so they're, they're making a lot of accommodations, uh, and it's going to be uh, have a very different look to it. Some quick political insight now on this decision to turn to a prosecutor. I would call it both a legal and a political masterstroke uh, to have a female expert uh, asking questions of both people. Carl Calabrese on WBEN. Uh, from a legal standpoint, very solid. But from a political standpoint, remember, what the Democrats were hoping for, and, and they've called this a foul play. This is a dirty play of you know, having a an expert female attorney do the questions. You say, well, why would they say that? Very simple. What the Democrats were hoping for was that one of these male Republican senators would get a little too tough in his questioning, might ask an inappropriate question, and that would become the TV commercial for the rest of the congressional campaign. It would be used to launch the so-called war on women by Republicans, and that's what they were hoping for, that sound like that one visual that they would center on and focus on and make it the, the poster child for why you shouldn't vote for Republicans. So that's why they're upset, is because they're not going to have that, that ability unless, unless one of these Republican senators can't help himself you know, with the presence of a camera. All, all politicians never met a camera they didn't love. If one of them can't help themselves and jumps in and takes over questioning from this, this, this female attorney and says that wrong thing, Believe me, that will be the commercial that the Democrats use for the rest of the campaign. Well, so for once, a senator sitting on a committee is saying, you know what, maybe it's a good idea for me to keep my mouth shut for once. No question about it. Absolutely. Uh, they should just let the professional do her job, and when, they, when she's done, say thank you, thank you to the witnesses, we're done, and move on and get this vote taken. Full coverage of the hearing begins 10 a.m. Thursday on WBEN and WBEN. That's 9.30 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.